0: Welcome to Loving the Snow Life, the podcast where our snow resort-obsessed mums talk everything snow. You'll learn stuff, including ski school, is it worth it? How to get the best travel deals, what snow gear to buy, sustainability and much more. Some mums love the Kaldashians. Our mums love ski documentaries. Between them, they've skied 84 snow resorts and they've dragged us to plenty of them. We're not complaining. We love it. Over to you, mums. Welcome to our episode on how to choose the right snow skis.
1: Hi, welcome. We have Brett Vale today. Welcome, Brett.
2: Hi, guys.
1: Brett is a former Australian ski team member for 13 years. He was ranked number one in Australia for six years for slalom. And
0: he won a gold medal at the um, X Games for Ski Across. Pretty impressive. Awesome. You've competed in over 30 World Cup events. You definitely know your skis in all conditions and on all length of skis.
1: Yeah, and also what's after my heart, you have uh, qualifications in the ski teaching field. So you have level three in Alpine Race Coach, a level three instructor, and a level two avalanche ski training. So that's pretty impressive. That's a great resume there, Brett. Thanks for coming to our podcast.
2: Thanks for the nice introduction too. (laughs) You're
1: welcome. (laughs) Okay, so we've got Brett in here today to discuss the number one hardest thing I probably believe about when you decide to be a skier is to how to purchase the right ski for you. So, it, it's um,
0: definitely scary going from higher skis to purchasing skis. They're just not a $20 purchase, right? No.
2: It's also hard once you get into a level of, uh, into the advanced level and for working out what's going to be the right ski for you. Uh, it's an exciting time, but it's also a challenging time because you've got to be really honest with yourself about who you are, what you do, and how you ski. Uh, it influences what you're doing on the hill and where you're going to go. So the thing is, is that one of the big questions I get from a lot of people is to say, what is the best ski for a one ski quiver for myself? It's a hard thing. It's like um, the ski technology these days are, it, it is just so advanced that you have so many opportunities and so many different options out there. Uh, and what that creates is a situation where are going, well, what do I do? Where, where do I go? Who do I buy? What's the what, what ski for me? What's the right length? What's the right width? All those sort of things. But the biggest thing to start off with is ask yourself, how do I ski and where do I ski?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so if you are skiing, if you're a street Australian skier, yeah. so you're not going to go buy yourself some big fat powder skis, are you? Because they're not going to work in the Australian conditions in all types, probably three days out of the
0: year. <laughs> correct,
2: correct. And you see, you see, you see it so often that yeah. people buy skis that they think, okay, I'm going to go to Japan, so I need a powder ski, and that's going to be my one ski quiver. When they, if you work it out and you you base yourself on where do I ski seventy to eighty percent of the time. Now the thing is is most of the time it's your, your local hill. Or if you are just traveling to Japan, great, buy that powder ski because that's where you're gonna be. But you've got to think about just that eight seventy to eighty percent. And majority of people Are skiing just in a resort? They're local resort. They're skiing fifty percent, maybe sixty percent groomers. It just depends on the snow conditions, etc. So, So gotta work from there.
1: Do you think that's why they bought out the all mountain ski? Can you explain that a little bit more to us because it's so broad?
2: Well, all (laughs) mountain. You're you're very correct on the all mountain. So, let's get what what we do. Let's step back and just say, talk about ability. Okay, yeah. and then yeah. we can work from ability and then we can say, okay, from there, where do we go? And all mountain, it is probably the centre of the universe in skiing these yeah. days, right? So that's yeah. that's the big thing. But ability is a big thing when you're asking yourself to ski, right? So the thing is, you, you're looking at and say, what sort of skier am I? Am I a beginner? My first pair of skis. Yeah. What do I do in that sort of situation? Because I'm just doing some snow plow. I might be linking turns. I might be going on a groom run and so forth. There's a wide range of that sort of beginner to sort of start intermediate ski, but yeah. they're carved skis. Yeah. They're oh. narrow waisted yeah. because they're easy to turn. Turn.
1: Right. So if you are a beginner and you think this is going to be my life draw, do you go and purchase a intermediate ski straight away or do you stick with your beginner, softer, smaller underfoot ski?
2: That is, that's a big question because the whole thing is, is that where, how far do I go as well? Because the whole thing is when you're talking about a ski and you go, okay, I can only, if I buy a ski that's too stiff or too wide, it's going to make it more difficult for me to ski. So the thing is, if you've got to really sort of take it back a step and say, okay, if I'm a beginner, I would sort of buy that sort of still that carving, but in that sort of just into that stage, the first stage of intermediate. Because I can grow into them. Because yes. anyone that's going to be that beginner, they want to improve. So they get a little bit of life out of it because th- that ski is not going to be that ski for the rest of their life. They're going to improve and you're going to have not. to get yeah, correct. You want to buy <laughs> yeah. another and another pair and so forth. You know what I mean? When you come into a person that's an advanced skier and they're saying, this is my ski and it's going to be my ski for a long time, that's a different story. Yeah. But because they're not progressing as fast.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. What about men and women's skis?
2: Men and how women's. Are they,
0: how are they different?
2: Totally different. Okay, so let's say to you, if I was looking at a, per, a male that is, let's say, 180, well, let's say 175, let's go on that area, 175 centimetres, yeah. compared to a woman, 175 centimetres, couple of things. The male's going to weigh more. He's going to be stronger. There's quite a few, you know I mean, he's got longer, probably longer leverage yeah. and can put more force into the ski. Where women, they're normally a little bit softer, lighter. They're a little bit the lower center of gravity compared to, depending on you know height. If, but if we're keeping that even, yeah, and body mass, yeah, less. So the thing is, is that what they've done is made the skis a little bit softer. The thing is, is that they're, they're still hard charging skis, and then there's you know, and it goes through the range. What they've done is just made them a little bit more lighter, and normally they mount a ski about a centimeter forward for a woman.
1: Ah, Makes it easier to turn. So for our listeners, mounting a ski is where they put the binding. Correct. (laughs) So if you're a way beginner out there, if you're not, sorry about that little.
2: Anyone anyone mounting their skis, recommend just go to a ski shop and talk to them and they'll understand what's going on. Absolutely. What about
0: buying? What about buying from eBay? As a, from a, going from a beginner to an intermediate, would you recommend or not?
2: Well, the thing is, is that if you, yes, buy from eBay is great. The thing is, is that again, you need to understand what you are. Yeah. okay so the thing is the honest thing is okay am i a beginner skier am i an intermediate skier am i advanced skier what range am i in that area the thing is is that then you've got to sort of sort of talk about once you understand your ability and where you're going to ski you've got to start talking about okay what sort of size ski am i going to do now that all depends on a difference so many different factors in the skis because you've got carved skis you've got all mountain skis you've got powder skis you've got freestyle skis you've got free ride skis and they're all different skis they all do a different thing and uh, with the height of the ski, if you're looking at it in that way and say, normally, if I'm a beginner, I'm normally going around about chin height, okay? And yeah. I'm normally looking at around about a calf ski with a narrow waist because it makes it easy to turn. The radius is quite small, normally around from about 10 to about 15 metres.
1: So that means at the turn takes 10 metres.
2: Correct. To complete. Complete.
1: That's what the radius yeah. of a turn means. So, yeah.
2: Correct. So the, dance, the with those sort of areas, so you're looking at a beginner. When you get into that intermediate stage, you're sort of looking at around that mouth, nose to sort of eye height. Yeah. Okay. But again, it depends on the ski that you're, you're looking at and it depends on the ability that you are. And then when an advanced skier, it's like head height, head height plus. Because yeah. the longer the ski is going to be more stable, um, but it's going to be harder to turn at speed. Yeah. It's more stable. It's yep. stiffer, but it's hard and it's harder to turn. So if you're a skier that likes to ski little short turns, be on the groomers and so forth, stick to a calf ski around about chin to nose height.
1: Yeah.
2: If you're a person that wants to venture off that and go into the uh, sort of all areas, areas off the mountain, off piste, start exploring the whole mountain, skiing that blue runs and then getting into the black runs, I would sort of look at an all-mountain ski but I'd probably keep the, um, the width of the ski around that sort of 80 to 90 millimeters in the width.
1: So that means underneath, underneath your, your foot? foot. So, underneath the middle of your ski boot is yeah. where we're talking about the width of the ski. So, if that's too wide mm. under your foot, it's really hard to turn because you've got to get it on edge. Correct. So, the wider it is under your foot, the harder it is to get a ski on edge. So, that's Correct.
2: And they also, that's you should
1: look for. Because yeah. a lot of people tend to, a lot of the young people in retail yeah. tend to sell you something really fat under your foot now. Correct. Do you think? Well, like,
2: they, they, st- they, or, they used to. They yeah, start okay. to go back a little bit okay. because the thing is is that they really was kind of that, that big area of I've got to have a wide fat ski but now the skis what they're, they're doing is the people are selling them they're really sort of coming back into that area that you know I mean the most common area the most where most skiers are is intermediate yeah
0: okay yeah. and that's where and the stay, all-mountain stay sort of thing week, yeah long a long time before yeah. they sort
2: of men move up into that sort of advanced skier but again it, you know looking at an all-mountain ski you're looking at someone that can ski around the mountain yeah okay and comfortably and so forth so that's where the waist. so if we look at a beginner they're looking at a, a waist around that sort of 60 to 70 mark okay or 75 mark in the waist yeah. then you go which are, which a turn radius is under 15 meters and then you go into the intermediates where they're getting around that sort of 75 to 90 sort of mark in that all mountains sort of it. it's a bit fatter it floats better they normally have a little bit of rocker at the tip which is a little bit of bend up yeah, Canberra.
1: Let's talk about yeah, that. And 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 uh, as well. Let's yeah. go with
0: that because yeah. that is one of the. Yeah, because I know that when we were on our Austrian unverter certification course, they spent mm-hmm. a long time talking about Canberra and rocker and everything. And mm-hmm. why is it so important?
1: It's become the new sales tool, kind of almost in a ski like the tech that's the. We had the carve. Now, what's the next thing we can well, sell the ski with? The, that
2: the, that's well. Let's say I'm going to say that Canberra and rocker's been there for a long, long time. Yeah. Now, camber, let's say camber, a camber is the ski is where, and let's say if you put your ski on the ground, that uh, a certain point in the tip and a certain point at the tail will be touching the, the ground, and there'll be a rise where your boot normally goes, where the binding is. Now, that's what it is, and that's what they call camber. Now, what camber does is help you turn. It gives you, it gives the ski strength, and because when, when you turn, you're actually bending the ski, so it becomes anti-camber, right? And that creates that turn. <coughs> Excuse me. So with that turn and with the camber, there's all different areas. Now people are playing with rocker and camber and so forth. So if we go back to the point of, let's say if we look at a racer, a racing ski is full camber, right? Because they don't have any rocker at the tip, which is a little bit of a raise, because they don't, they want the full contact of the whole ski on the snow to create the carve initiation from end to end, from the, the whole turn. We go back to a point and say, okay, for a beginner skier, they'll have a little bit of rocker at the tip, which helps them turn, initiate turns, helps them so they don't catch tips and they can just sort of slide around. But then they'll have a ski that's camber. We go into all mountain skis and what they're happening these days, and this is where a lot of ski companies are playing with, is how much rocker they have at the front and tail and camber in the middle. So the thing is all mountain skis are normally got a bit of rocker at the tip and rocker at the tail and then camber in the middle. So what that gives is that it gives it a variety. It gives you that sort of that carving aspect where you can carve a ski and you can turn, do some nice turns around the mountain. But also with the tip and tail rocker, it also gives you that easy initi- uh, initiation of turn, no catching. And, and the more rocker you get, you get more of a surfy feel as well. Yeah.
1: yeah. So beginner, more camber.
2: Carve ski, narrow waist, yeah. a little bit of have a little bit of um, tip rocker. Yeah,
1: yeah, okay. It's, it's good because you always it is quite confusing when you do go in. You're like, okay, the camber, the rocker. But yeah. thank you, that explained it
0: amazingly. It was really great. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to an 85 year old skier at Threadbow on the weekend, and he was saying he can't believe how well Australian skiers generally can ski, mm-hmm. and he feels like one of the. Two things mainly. One of them is that Australians are now generations and generations growing up skiing, skiing. their whole mm-hmm. life, and yeah. also just the equipment is out of sight. It's completely changed, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, the skis make skiing easier now, and and that's what the ski the ski companies are making. They're making the yeah. skis so that, you know, I mean, a beginner ski is light with you know foam cores, so they're soft. They're yeah. easy to ski. They make it so it's they want you to improve quicker. Because in an aspect, they want you to buy the next ski. Mm, makes um, sense,
1: doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, So we're buying the ski. What yeah. about the binding?
2: Bindings, bindings, it's, it comes down to a lot in your height, weight, and yeah. how you ski. Yeah. Because there's a din setting. It's a very hard, specific area to, to talk about in the way of there's so many different varieties of them.
0: So we could sort of say din setting it's the tightening. Tight,
2: tightening, it's how it holds your boot in. Okay, so it's, a, it's a, there's a spring inside the, the bindings that you can talk and uh, th- that you wind up that creates a stiffness and how tight it holds your binding in. And the thing is, is that that's a very, it's again a very honest area of saying what sort of skier I am. Because you could be a, an advanced skier and you go spend on a thousand bucks on a nice pair of skis. And you go back a step, and you go and buy the cheapest bindings. You, you, you're going to come out, and yeah. it's going—it's not going to do the right thing for you. You got to have, and that's again, I'd go to a shop and talk about that sort of area because numerous things. In essence, they all do the same thing: hold your boot in. Yeah. Right. But there's a, the right binding drives power into the ski. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's when you're a little bit more advanced. You're going to be yeah. buying. Yeah. Like, Will racers have lifters? Do they have lifters anymore on their skis? Yeah, they, Is still that, like, have, they still have,
2: still, have lifters. The, the, rea- yeah. the, the reason most of the time, it, well, they have all other things that help the ski flex more evenly under the boot because yeah. you've got to look at it and you say, well, there's two drill points and, and two the static points and a binding's quite stiff. Yeah. So they want the binding to bend as well. Uh, or the the underfoot. The other side of it is in the race ski is that because the angles that they get, um, they need to get right uh, there's a there's a height limit now. they've set a height limit Hi, and okay. a, yeah, yeah and a width limit of the ski, but the height limit because they get so many angles that they don't want their boot to hit the snow because as soon as their boot hits the snow, they lose edge.
1: I have a very good mate called Sweet Pea who used to go around and go I'm going to go out and lay some sick boot ruts and it's been an absolute <laughs> joke in the past yeah, yeah. for a long time <laughs> <laughs> we do love it we're like okay I'm going to hit it like Sweet Pea and lay boot ruts Ruch, and boot it's like ruts. no <laughs> <laughs> Sweet Pea yeah so what um, what about skiing powder like we've spoken a lot about the racing we've, spoke, we've spoken a lot about the carve yeah you obviously everyone everyone kind of see, Australians seem to get there's a fat ski but within the realm of yeah. a powder ski there's, mm. there's different Difference.
2: correct the, the thing is like in, in the way of powder skis now that they they used to just make them powder skis now a powder ski normally has quite a bit of rocker at the tip and tail compared to an all-mountain or compared to a, a, a carved ski but the thing is is that they have a lot more fatter waist now the thing is is they're you know i mean in the way that they're making a turn radius yeah. and when we're talking about the term and, and so they, they're playing around a lot with it because they can make so much tail rocker that the fattest point in the ski might come a quarter of the way down the tip yeah. Okay? and the same in the tail so they have areas but they still may have a little bit of camber the real fat powder skis are actually camber flat camber or totally conca- uh, convex or let's say uh, rocker total yeah. rocker ski the thing is is that with a powder ski once you get onto that sort of mid to harder snow yeah. they're not the best so it's like sort of saying, say, I'm going to go and buy a Mazda 3 and I want to go four-wheel driving. It's not going to work.
0: Yeah. Right? So yeah.
2: It's, it's there's those sort of areas. The thing with with powder skis now is, is that they are making them into sort of powder or mountain skis because they understand people want that fatter, they want that float, but then they're not skiing a lot of groomers. So the thing is they want to have that, but they still need to get around when the snow is not, you know, two, two foot deep.
0: Well, you take a place like Whistler where, you know, it might be covered... Completely up the top, but then you get down the bottom yeah, if you're corporate. on your powder skis, and yeah. it kills your knees. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. yeah, I have to catch the gondola down for the last bit. <laughs> Showing our <laughs> age. LA. Yeah,
2: you, you, you're correct. So the thing is, where where I would my advice would be is when when you're going overseas and like when you're buying a pair of skis, let's say if you're in that sort of intermediate to advanced skier, I would probably stay around the all mountain ski. Yeah. Right, because you know I mean that's where if you're a skier that skis all over the mountain. The thing is, is that once you go overseas and you go, okay, there's going to be some power, go and hire them for a day because, you know what I mean, it's really hard to have a one ski quiver that's going to go and do everything you can. It's going to have its strengths, but it's going to have its weaknesses as well. That's a really good
0: idea, actually, demoing. Go to the demo days and smash one out for the day. Even if you're prepared to buy skis, most ski resorts and
1: ski hire places go, okay, we'll take that money that you've taken off your end purchase. Yeah. (laughs) So that's always a good thing to try because... Like, if you, I mean, you might have your boyfriend come on in or you might have your girlfriend that's a hot skier that comes on in and goes, yeah, you need to be on this ski because it's, yeah. that's the ski. And then you go try it and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst experience in the world. Yep. We've got a friend like that too, shall I? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Ben. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> but it was just something that you think you can't go in there with your mind made up that that's the ski from the ski magazine that you're going to buy.
2: Correct. It, it's one it, of the biggest pitfalls yeah. when people buy skis because people go, oh, what are the testers doing? Oh, what's my mate doing? Oh, what's, how does he ski? Now, the thing is, everyone has their own style. Everyone skis differently in, yeah. in a way, you know what I mean? So the thing is, is my suggestion, just like Emma said, go and test them. Go to your, your rental stores and just go and say, hey, because they've got normally got a huge range of different skis and go and have a play with them. Especially so on
0: a day where there's rocks poking out.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, you know, man, they're, they're going to be happy when you take them back. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Rent skis those days yeah. is my yeah. advice yeah, yeah, yeah. when you're in yeah. Australia
1: yeah. <laughs> and the creeks are coming through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get your old one. How many skis do you own? What's in your Me, quiver? <laughs> my quiver?
2: My quiver at the moment is five. Yeah. Okay. So I have what I have is a, calf, a full calf ski. Um, I have two all mountain skis. My calf ski is uh, sort of like pretty much it's it's an eighty nine waist. Yeah. So it's titanium, stiff, yeah. and it doesn't flex much. So right. the thing is that's where I play um, because Wait, that's what that's, down
1: long hills in no, are you on those in Australia? Australia.
2: Yes, correct. They're my calf skis. So they're they're radius. Right. Oh, you yes, do two
1: turns on those no, in the bottom of the lift. They're, on, they're, they're still. <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, they're still sixteen meter.
1: Oh, um, radius. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. So
2: the thing is, that they're still tight radius, yeah. but you've got to work them hard. All yeah. my skis, you got to work hard because um, I, f- I like a ski that I feel like I'm doing something. Otherwise, if it's the ski's too soft for me, I don't feel uh, – it just – because I ski at speed, it yeah. j- I just feel unbalanced and I don't feel in control and I don't and I don't feel safe. Yeah. So I need something that's going to be solid under my foot that reacts you. to what I do. Um, the other side of it is, is I have two all-mountains. One's a 100 in the waist. That is my favourite boy. That's my – if I had one ski quiver, that's how I would play. Yeah. Um, but then I have an 88 as well. Okay. Now, both both similar flex patterns, but yeah. I still prefer the 100 uh, because it's – I call them my tanks. Yeah. Uh, they crud, like plough through, crud, Cried. anything. Even when it's a, like, let's say, two uh, – well, I've even skied them in a m- metre of a fresh. The only thing is, is they sink. Yeah. Right, because they're yeah. just not fat, fat enough for that, uh, and then I have a pair of one eighteen wide as well for powder.
1: One eighteen, yeah. Oh, that's huge. So yeah. that's big
2: powder days. big powder days. Yeah, but so it's floating. Yeah, but even even in Japan, um, they come out only when there's at least um, forty centimeters. Yeah. Once it goes under twenty centimeters, I go back to the hundred.
1: Yeah. Because exactly.
2: it just because it's more, you're not. You know, I mean, when when it's Bottomless powder—that's when you want the fat boys.
1: Oh, you just want to be out there all day, don't you? So mm-hmm. you that, they, then you're floating and your legs aren't yeah. working as hard, but you're sinking. Yeah. It's like yeah. get out, get out, get out. So you want to float. Yeah.
2: yeah. when you when you sink, like the biggest thing is it, with powder skis, and this is why I do is with the rocker is is to get the tip out of the snow. So the thing is, when you go into an all mountain ski area with the rocker, you know they've got a lot of tip angles, but once it gets that deep, it it can't get out. Yeah. It, it, it's under the snow. And when Does, it's, it Does it dive? It, 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 it creates it, a... It, it, a little bit. It depends yeah, okay. on the ski itself and how yeah. much rocker and what the tips lie. So that's why, like, they've got a lot of these free-ride skis now. Yeah. that are sort of that powder back, you know, to that all-mountain where they've got that nice tip that keeps it up. Yeah. But it also has that camber underfoot to, to give that carving ski. So that's why... You know, when you come back to it, it's really difficult finding one ski. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um,
0: what are, What are you skiing on now?
1: I ski on at the well. I'm in the market for new ones, mm-hmm. but at the moment I'm on K2s. So they're they're fun, but they're too soft for me. And they're mm. it's, it's they they look good. Yeah. But that's not actually why I chose them. But mm. they they were fun because I was when I trialed them, mm. we had quite firm and. Uh, I would say cruddy snow mm. and they just rocked through that snow, the best that I trialed out of all. I love them, but they are mm. when I want to go fast, they're too unstable under my foot, they yep. want to turn too much. Yep. And I'm like, ah so yeah. I've got to go out there and trial mm. something a little bit longer. I think I got them too short as well. Mm. Um, but you know, that's just trial and error. And then I've got the Solomons which I love. So but they're 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 like a quick Want to, want to turn all the time ski? Want to turn on the time? Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, that's way too much work now for me. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> so so I've got to find my all mountain ski. Yeah.
2: So what sort of ski? Let's go if we go through this whole yeah. process. What sort of skiing you doing? What What are you doing? What are you? Where do you plan to go on the mountain? Where what do, do I plan, plan
1: to go? Well, with my ski tours, we're in <laughs> Sun Peaks. Yeah. So we, I will be going everywhere. I love mm-hmm. skiing every. I like to me if I can get two per, two turns in crud off the. Groomed, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit of an adventure skier. I'm like, oh, look at that over there. I'll do yeah. that. So I'm definitely all mountain, but yeah. when I'm on the groomers, I want to go fast.
2: Gotcha. So you'd be looking at more of an all-mountain base. Yeah. And the thing is to say, you'd be skiing off, off-piece most of the time.
1: Well, you know, not re- in an unrealistic world, yeah, I'd love to be, but yeah. in a real world, you're kind of on the groomers more than what you're off-piece. So, yeah. so if you
2: put it percentage-wise off-piece groomers? I'd
1: try and be... <laughs> Try and be like, let's go, let's go on, on peace, let's go groomers, let's go. Sixty percent of piece forty.
2: Okay, and yeah. what they're saying to you? How wide are your skis in the width and the ways? That eighty-six. Think. Eighty-six at the moment. Yeah, that's not bad. And yeah. they but they're the soft ones, are they're they? They're the soft
1: ones. Yeah. Okay, so it
2: yeah. goes to a good point where the thing is, is that all skis. They it doesn't matter in the way of the width point. They'll have like stiffer and softer skis in that range. Yeah. Okay, so but the thing is, we will come to a point where you, if you want to go the next step, ski up and get a stiffer ski, you will probably go to a bit of a wider waste
1: so this was my problem that was the stiffer ski in that range that I like the best and yeah. then I was like do I go the men option
2: gotcha mm-hmm. right
1: yes. so it was but and
2: that's the one hard thing for female yeah. that, that is the hard yeah. thing and I tried yeah. and
1: I tried to stay with that and I'm like yeah. oh they like they yeah. were awesome but as they're getting older yeah. I can tell that they're actually getting they're like a little bit Underfoot, a little yeah. bit loose, Yeah, you know, like, yeah. But, but Tennille does well, ski
0: yeah. like a man in a good way. <laughs> 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 Not in the map losing your way <laughs> Yeah, But very yeah. aggressive. I can aggressive, read maps. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> can you find two socks at match? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it is like, but it's interesting. So when I go into the shop, mm. I find that people don't, like some people don't believe that I want to ski that hard as a female, <laughs> and they tr- they do do that. So the so for me, trialing the skis is great. Yes. So I'm all mm. about the trial of the ski, and yeah. I'm all about different skis and different lengths because different lengths ski different.
2: Well, the thing is, that's that's the thing. Oh, it's the lot, the, is box the, isn't it? Correct. It, 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 it's, it, never, it never ends, and the thing is, you're right because the longer the ski is going to be stiffer as well, yeah. and it's going to create more float as well. You know, what I mean, And yeah. the thing is, more work for you to ski on it as well. You know, what I mean, so there's a lot of factors, but you mm-hmm. know, what I mean, where you are with that ski and that real that, you know, what I mean, for your skiing, you do. I would sort of stay around that width, Yeah, okay, okay? in the waist, yeah. but you find something that's more that's stronger. Now, the female skis, like some of the companies make, oh. only make, you know, what I mean, female yeah skis you know i mean they don't, even, they don't even go a lot of ski companies these days aren't even going into the beginners yeah. areas because they want to be as more specific in a certain area and that's where that's where we're targeting and that's where we're staying in the way of the beginners you know i mean a lot of the big companies stay in that beginner area because it's, it's good money for them because yeah. I mean, they're cheap skis and they sell a lot of them just through the high shops and so forth okay so, interesting. yeah, so, yeah interesting. but the thing is you're right with that way of saying in a way of a female because yes they make them to a point and if you're a, a more advanced skier you know, you can step into the men's ski. It's yeah. not a, not, okay. not an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I was going to do that, when you mount, mount it about a centimetre forward. Great
1: tip. Yeah. I love that. Mm, yeah. That's good. So what about the old old school where you're bending the ski in the ski shop? Does that work anymore with the camber and the rocker and all the oh, different cores? Well, or is that old? That's like way old school.
2: Depending on what you do. I, to be honest, I still do it.
1: Yeah, they, yeah. I don't. I don't. It's, I still do too. I still and I go because it. I kind of think yeah. I know what I'm feeling, but well, isn't really effective
2: anymore well, with, well, with the technology. The, <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is that it's unless you know what you're doing. Like, not so much yeah. what you're doing. It's more about that flexing and that feeling of what's you've you've done it so many times. You can go. Okay, I know this. This is a bit softer. I can flex it. I can say this is a bit softer in the tip, this is softer in the tail. This is a stiffer ski. Like I can do that, and then, then work out what is is around yeah okay and yeah. what is the comparisons between two skis the thing is is that a person that doesn't know
1: yeah
2: has no idea it's it, it's not it's not something that i suggest the thing is what i'd be doing is just doing as much research online about the different skis available yeah because once you understand because we're, we're talking in that intermediate person yeah right? we are, oh, really, we advanced, are yeah. you know, yeah. instead of that beginner area once yeah. you get into that sort of area I would be just going and doing the research around of what's out there. Yeah. Look at all the ski brands. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of them out there. It was, but it's yeah. it. Then, but first of all, talk about what you're doing. Like what yeah. we just did with you today. Yeah. I said, yeah. okay, well, you're still skiing sixty percent groomers. Yeah. So you're going to want a, a, a carving all mountain ski. So you have a little bit of weight, but you want to have that rocker, a little bit of rocker at the tip, a little yeah. bit of the tail still. Have that waist. the only, The issue is, is that when you go off piece or it snows, yeah, it's when not it going snows. to give you the float. As it well. doesn't,
1: and it doesn't, and I sink quite often. And that, so it really and the snow builds up, and I'm like, wait for me, yeah, like, and it correct. drives me nuts because I want to go 100 percent miles an hour
0: down the hill. And yeah. That's the issue
2: with the one ski quiver. So the quiver. That's yeah. it. So,
0: so I love, I love my <laughs> two that I've got. I've got uh Icelandics, yep. Nomads love them. <laughs> yeah they're really really heavy they're yes. my powder skis and yes. then I've got what I call my town skis my all mountain head
1: Town yeah. skis, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> They're They're my town. My then my when you're having your latte down in <laughs> the Park yeah. City, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they look good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. do you,
2: wait, you just get on the bus and ride to the mountain, and then just sort of get off and uh-huh. hang in the yeah. town. Yeah, no, we know you don't. <laughs> <love
1: them. Exactly.
0: laughs> we know you love it too much to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but yeah. I would actually, me personally, I would mm. buy Icelandics again. These when these ones run out, I will buy Icelandics yeah. again. When you trail though before you buy again? Yeah. Yeah, but, they, know, they're the Colorado company, but yeah. they have out, how often you know, do you think the they? Oh, sorry, am I just <laughs> oh, yeah. keep going. Sorry. Um, how
1: often do they change their graphics?
2: Uh, more pre- than the
1: base, more than the core.
2: Um, pretty much, most companies will change the graphic each year. Yeah, but they won't change the ski. There you
1: go. Yeah, but okay. So that's- the
2: ski technology does change. So yeah, so just uh, they work through in different areas, and yes. just depends on what they're doing. Like, it is let's say slowing down a little bit in the way of technology because but they are experimenting with different different flex patterns different woods different foams for beginners different titaniums all those little things like that there's even a company doing now making instead of wood because of environmental uh making out of algae oh
0: what, what is it floppy or what no no
2: no they've created it so that the algae is like the wood Wow. Yeah, but it's more of an event. They're only making backcountry skis, which are a bit softer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which are, well, let's say.
0: I suppose that doesn't surprise me, given that the things they can do with cauliflower these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rice. <Right>. No. <laughs> That's true. Wow. It's good yeah. to know they're still
1: trying to make it better because, you know, it wasn't there was a yeah. time there in the industry where until the Alain mm. Parabolic came out, there was not much change there for a while. Well, the thing so is, it's,
2: it's it's the snowboard. snowboard in the construction that made it so let's say if you back in my day when i was racing the biggest area was is that you could, the torsional flex, and this is going to be hard to say on the radio, is that let's say a ski needs to have flex through the ski so that it can't flatten when you put it on edge. Yeah. So the thing is is that the tip and tail, if it doesn't have the torsional flex, this is where a softer ski comes, you've got too much pressure on, this tip will flatten and the tail will flatten, you've still got your boot sort of trying to get an edge and the ski will just be sloppy and slide, Yeah. okay? And that's what the torsional flex. So back in the day, they couldn't make it. They didn't have the construction capacity or yeah. the technology to give it that torsional ridges. ridges and then they, they, they yeah, work. yeah. So, and that's that's the difference now. So that's when we skied. We skied on. I call them fence palings compared to what they are now. They're straight mm. and yeah. two
0: tens. Now we yeah. go from fence palings <laughs> to algae. <It's> <laughs> yeah. oh, right. yeah. So yeah. you were sponsored uh, by Rosignol, Rib Curl, Oakley and uh, Mount Buller and yep. some smaller international brands, yeah? Yep. Yeah. How would how would you recommend youngsters go about pursuing sponsorship? Because they're all frothing for it. They're frothing yeah. for it. Well, there's,
2: there's, you know I mean, there's quite a few different ways, but one of the biggest things is, one is they've got to compete, okay? That's, that's it. If they're going to get noticed and they're competing, or there's another way, which we didn't have it, It's social media these days. Yeah. You know I mean? Facebook followers being something different. So the thing is, is that that's... A big thing, big area, but you know, I mean, it's a very competitive market now in on the on the online followers and Facebook and Instagram and all those sort of things. So it's really really hard. So the thing is, is to get there, even on that sort of things, you've really got to be exceptional. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, it's a being it on Instagram. Um, it's a full time job trying to post. Yeah. Put stories. Do that sort of thing.
1: And then try and get yourself onto a skiing movie yeah. or try and well, get yourself. Yeah, but
2: most of those guys that are on skiing movies, they've competed somewhere. You know what oh. I mean? And that's that's the big race, thing. They're they're Racers races like or or freestylers freestyle. yeah. or, or that sort of thing. So, you know what I mean? That's the, the big area of money these days is going into that freestyle sport. You know what yeah. I mean? Ra- racing in Australia is is still there.
1: Would
2: you have done border cross? Border ski cross. I did it's ski cross. You did ski? Oh, you
1: yes, went, Yeah, yeah, yeah I did ski cross. That's sorry, was, ski
2: cross, not border cross. Yeah. <laughs> snowboarders. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> ski cross. Well, yeah. ski cross only came in right at my end of my my time. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love. Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I, yeah. I loved it as well. Yeah,
1: so. uh, that would be where I would yeah. go. Yes.
0: So, uh, what's your favorite resort?
2: My favorite oh. resort is Alaska. Alaska, heli-skiing? Heli-skiing. It's just the unknown. You know what I mean? The, the thought process of just the mountains, the snow, the terrain, everything. But there's also the point of saying, I don't know if someone else has skied this line. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. How
1: true is that? Yeah. you the first one there. The, because first, the
2: snow's first one there. But, you know, what I mean? it's season. getting more. It's a, it's a lot. This is my first trip to Alaska was in 1990.
1: Oh that's like
2: so that's a the different time story. Yeah. it's a yeah it's, it's a different different yeah. world back then yeah um, we're skiing on 210 fence palings but that was uh, mm. that was the way it was back then vocal mm.
1: p10s that's what i was skiing on back then i don't <laughs> yeah. know why i do not know yeah. why
0: because <laughs> i was a follower yeah. i was skiing on, <laughs> on higher skis <laughs> all the way yeah. all the way to the shopping bag wow
1: this, this has been great actually it's been really great to learn like there's so much more we can talk about too which comes to with the ski i think with, oh, you know waxing and edging and how to how to maintain it. Yes. That's it. We'll I think have that's to our have next you episode you. with you. back. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What this does lead to, though, I think, is you know, being ski instructor back in the day, is that a lot of what you get taught transfers to the ski so people correct. should definitely do think about if they're going to be beginning into intermediate into that advances take your lessons and learn mm-hmm. because they know mm-hmm. how to work a ski they know how to correct. talk a ski you're a, yeah. you're back in you're, you know you're you're doing a bit of teaching and guiding now also and
2: correct like, in, in japan yeah, so yeah with it, powder
1: econ and
2: yeah one but, of one of the biggest things i find with people that they they ski they go okay i'm a good skier i'm an intermediate skier and so forth but i want to get better but they don't go and invest their time or money in themselves so they just go well look I'm investing it's you know and it's an expensive time you know to buy a lesson or to get a lesson but you will thank yourself for getting a lesson the best advice I would say for anyone is the first day you get there maybe have half a day just get warmed up and go and have a lesson because it's all those bad little things that you're doing it's those thought processes just clearing the brain clearing the body and clearing everything to say this is what I need to do to ski better
0: yeah, that's true. Okay. You get in the way of yourself, your don't you? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Just know the skier you are. That's it. <laughs> the honest. biggest point. Be, be honest. honest. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. See you later. Awesome. Bye.
2: Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and Tennille. If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes.
1: Subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info
2: and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life.
0: If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts feel free to share our episodes on your
2: social media.